It's Sunday, February 19th, and coming to you from Berlin, I'm Alper for episode 6 of Europe Was Left. Berlin gets a lot of shit from people for the incompetence of its government, but thankfully there are places in Germany where it's even worse. One of those places is Saxony. The free state of Saxony and its capital Dresden are known for the cluelessness of its people, the incompetence of their administration, and more recently for being the breeding ground of Pegida, the new people's movement of the far right. East German rule is seen as the root cause of these ailments. Their poverty caused by the failed economic policies of their government and the botched reunification. Their cluelessness because of state censorship on the free flow of ideas and information. And their naziness because after the war they never went through a self-cleansing process. Last week the people of Dresden found a novel target for their hate. Three buses erected on the central square of the city proved to be particularly offensive. A Syrian artist had put them there, mimicking sniper cover that had been used by the people of Aleppo during the siege. The artist wanted to ironically bring the war in Syria to Germany, a war which is already present here in many ways and has scarcely been out of the news. People in Dresden refused to see the symbolism and didn't like that this art installation coincided with the commemoration of the city's firebombing during the Second World War. Their broken logic being that one war is incomparable to another, that commemorating one group of dead precludes commemorating another. The firebombing commemoration has always attracted controversy and is now proving a convenient focal point for extremist sentiments to latch onto. The right want a monument for those who perished during the bombings, their actual number also a matter of dispute, on the same square where the buses stand. Commemorating people who died as part of what is considered a criminal German war effort is still a sensitive topic here. Local extremists went one provocation further in the run-up to the commemoration and plastered their epitaphs over memorial stones for Holocaust victims. The victimhood of the right, the, the why them and not us, will, not, will seemingly stop at nothing. Local television showed one woman railing incoherently against the buses, but according to reports, not all Dresdners were like that. Many of them took the buses exactly as they were intended, as an invitation to think about war, and the reason to talk to each other about it, to share stories and to find common ground. Pegida has suffered another hit last week by embroiling Germany's largest rag built into a journalistic scandal. A story Bild ran about a sex mob in Frankfurt last New Year's Eve seems to have been fully fabricated. Bild reported about a group of Arabs committing sex offenses whose victims were only now coming forward. The two people who originated the report are now under police investigation, one of them known as a Pegida sympathizer and the other not even in the country at the time of the alleged incident. Bild has published a rectification, but the damage has been done, with other publications in Europe copying over the report unverified, as journalists do these days. Whatever measures they take beyond rectifying, Bild will never become a decent newspaper. Fear, hate and tits are their reason to exist. Talking about buses... The AFD is looking for one to throw Björn Höcke under, but is coming up empty. Höcke is of the more extremist right-wing element in the party, and gained notoriety recently after giving a speech very similar to those given by literal Nazis. In his speech he addressed sentiments like those playing out in Dresden. German loss and victimhood as a consequence of the war should be recognized, and Germany should take its rightful position again on the world stage. Germany as a country is doing more than fine right now, and neither historical re-evaluations nor large-scale conflicts, domestic or foreign, look like they will significantly improve the well-being in this country. Why would the third time be the charm for making Germany great again? Höcke is now peddling back not as much to the content of said speech, but more to its intentions. After using just about every kind of Nazi rhetoric, 
in an interview with Spiegel, he fed out denies that that was his intention and says that he's nothing but a misunderstood conservative. The AFD has already tried to remove him from the party once after the speech, and now they're trying again. Folding extremists like him into the party has always been intended, but the Berlin local party head has already commented that coming out of the Nazi closet too early will have a bad effect on their potential electorate. Besides having to balance their positioning, there's also an internal power balance that is now being fought out. There can't be that many people in Germany who will be saddened by the fact that the AFD is suffering from infighting and risks being dragged too far to the right to be electorally viable come elections. Germany's historical burden and consciousness thereof could be seen before a Davis Cup match in Hawaii last week. A local school teacher was supposed to sing the German anthem, but mistakenly sung the obsolete first stanza. That stanza begins with Germany, Germany, above all else, above all else in the world, and used to be sung during the Nazi years. Those lyrics are considered to be now extremely inappropriate at best. The anthem as it currently is uses the third stanza that says, Unity and justice and freedom for the German fatherland. Not a song to make Germany great again by, but a song that says that it already is great. Thanks. That's all for this episode. Like my podcast wherever you may find it. Keep the comments coming over my Twitter and talk to you soon.